Anytime. Wake up, everybody. It's time for best bets here of week nine. More importantly, it's time for Trap Game Thursday Mix. We got Jersey Drake in the building. We're going to have a little Freestyle Friday Trap Game Thursday Mix. But more than that, we are going to make sure you guys don't put all your eggs in one Boston College basket because they could potentially be upset by UConn, which would be crazy. But can Carolina hold on to its coastal leader? Will Pitt have a day with Benaconda? Let's talk about it. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Jersey Drake in the building. If you want to like, subscribe, comment, do all the things, please feel free because we are live as we're recording this. We're getting into the thick of it. Locked on Seminoles host, Jersey Drake, comes each and every week to give us your best bets. And Trap Game Thursday is going to be a nice little combo for today. So we're going to make sure you get your money right and be hit to some of the games that could potentially get you even bigger bags when it's all said and done. Jersey Drake, how we feeling? Candace, it is a good day. It is a great day. Do you know why that is? Why? Tell me. Because you know we did, we did the uh, preseason win totals before the season started, and uh-huh. uh, one of our picks were for Miami under eight and a half wins. I just want to personally tell you and your Duke Blue Devils to thank you so much for cashing that in for me. Because even though I'm going to pay directly from that, I want to thank each Miami Hurricanes fan out there for making it very possible for me to actually maybe much much richer after the after the loss. We love to things we love to see. As long as we're putting money in people's pockets, there is not enough but joy that we can have. You know, nothing but joy here on the Locked On ACC show, guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Today's episode, make sure that you. Uh, let me try that again because it's you know the morning time. We make it work. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before because Bet Online is where the game starts. And we're starting with week nine, locked on ACC. There are a lot of good games happening this weekend. And we're going to start with a Thursday night matchup between NC State and Virginia Tech. If you listen to Monday's show, Kenton Gibbs of Locked on Wolfpack said, Not so fast. If you're sleeping on the Hokies, you might want to take a nap, take a minute because the Hokies could mess around and upset. <sighs> the Wolfpack in Lane Stadium, or is is at home? Is that NC State's at home? So like, come on now, we can we can make this happen, NC State. I don't I don't think there's enough horses in the stable for Virginia Tech, but crazier things have happened. Jersey Jake, talk me out of this. So Virginia Tech right now is a thirteen and a half point underdog, actually at NC State. Mm-hmm. I think you need to give them more. Po- I think you need to give them less points. What has yeah. Jack, does Jack Chambers give you any confidence leading offense right now? Yeah, but defense also doesn't give me any confidence that they're going to allow uh, Virginia Tech to give you points. So I think, like, you know, Jack Chambers could give you something. Two touchdowns. Demi, I don't know if Demi's playing, but Jordan Houston, he could go off, right? I mean, he can. I mean, also Virginia Tech ranks, like, I think the bottom three, like, averaging points as well as yards per game. But overall, to me, it's like Grant Wells is not that great. This is basically, to me, this is one of like those, like, you know, you know how when you have a kid or basically you have cousins or aunts that have kids that basically like, you go to the bathroom like, don't touch anything? This is a game to me I would not touch for the life of me, but I don't have any faith in one, Jack Chambers kind of leading in synced offense, and two, sure. 
I've already heard enough from Kenton Gibbs over the past month and a half about how much he despises Mr. Tim Beck, the offense coordinator. I mean, nine points against Syracuse, that was just, that's not good either. So to me, yeah. if you're going to take something in this game, go with the underdog. Go 13 and a half because it is a weekday game, Thursdays and Fridays. Like Those games are weird to me to begin with. Yeah. So I'm going to go against my conventional thinking with Barrett team. I'm actually going to go with an underdog here. Virginia had to cover 13 and a half. And quite frankly, I would not be surprised if the basically the house of horrors, the, the spookiness of October, that and state might lose this game overall. Oh, Lord. You do say you don't really bang with Thursday, Friday games. You always say something crazy is going to happen. And it's Halloween weekend, so the craziest mm. part right. can happen. <laughs> there could be a lot of shakeups throughout this entire weekend. But I would say NC State can hold it down. Because if they do lose to Virginia Tech, they're getting knocked out of top 25. And they know that's not something that they want. This has been such an up and down, not how we play in season for NC State. That let's just, just get wins where we know we can still get them. And I hopefully feel like that's Virginia Tech. That'll be tonight at 7.30 on ESPN. If you feel like the Hokies might do the upset, please let us know. Leave it in the comments, all the good things. Now let's switch gears, talk about Saturday's matchups. We'll start with Syracuse and Notre Dame. Four and three, Notre Dame taking on the six and one Syracuse. Syracuse being number 16 in the country at noon. They'll kick off. It'll be at Syracuse. It's a bounce back game for the Orange men as they are trying to, you know, get back on the horse after that very close Clemson loss. But, you know, the Fighting Irish aren't exactly the toughest component, in, a toughest opponent in the world. And yet you can't take them lightly. It's only minus two and a half right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, overall, to me, this is a game where like it's it's a it's essentially a pick 'em. I don't think that highly of this Notre Dame team. I mean, I, I'm not the biggest fan of their offense. Their offense is kind of like what we've been saying about Texas A&M with Jimbo Fisher. It's not that it's archaic, but it just never gets anything actually going. Whereas Syracuse, the offense with Sean Tucker, Graves Twitter, Twitter account alive. You have Garrett Schrader, Aranda Gatson. Like that offense is really, really fun to watch defensively, I don't know. I remember they lost either corner or a linebacker actually during that game. Hopefully they'll be able to play this weekend against Notre Dame. To me, I like Syracuse here to cover two and a half. I will take them honestly up to three, maybe even three and a half as well. I think Syracuse right now is the better team. And also, quite frankly, Dino, it's right now, the only loss they have is to a Clemson team. The only loss to Clemson because Garrett Schrader kind of pulled a Garrett Schrader from last year and threw a really bad pass. Does that sound kind of familiar with other AC Atlanta quarterbacks right now? Yeah, so yeah. To me, yeah. I was going to say, for those who are new to betting and don't necessarily know what a pick'em game is, what is that for those who are trying to learn how to make sure that they get their bets right? So a pick'em game is basically essentially a 50-50 coin flip. That's when you basically each team is favored to either win by win or win or lose by at least one point. So basically, it's kind of a wash at that point. So to me, those are the kind of games where if it's that close and if you ever think that basically they might have a chance to win this game, go with the higher, better money. When it's a plus sign, that means you win more money than you put down. So if it's plus 110, that means you win, you put $10 to win $11. So basically, that's what a pick'em is. When it's basically essentially a coin flip, it's very close, evenly matched game. We love a little education around here. Now, my trap game of Thursday going on to the Saturday matchups will be at noon when Boston College takes on UConn. Sure, in theory, you think UConn football never going to happen. But have you watched Boston College this season? I don't think you have if you think that this is not going to be a closer game than you'd like. I know AJ somewhere shaking in his boots, a little nervous about what could go down. This would be probably the biggest loss for Boston College, top five, top five losses in history, because you have too many good players. To, well, I know they're going through like 20 different you know, offensive linemen, but my Lord, like something, something's got to give if you lose to UConn. 
Candace, I want to officially welcome you to the G- Degenerates Weekly, basically the Degens of the world, because this is a game that stinks, and this is a game that I love you picking UConn here, because I took UConn when it first opened, nine and a half. I think okay. UConn can outright win this game easily. This is a tough UConn team that actually is not the same UConn team from last year. This is Utah, UConn team that's actually extremely very competitive. With Boston mm. College, you're right. They're down like a thousand linemen at this point. And that's really it's it like I have I feel I feel I feel bad for Halfley and Jacoby because there's there's, no, there's nothing you can do when you do, you have no you can't establish the line of scrimmage. But to me with a UConn game, it's at UConn too. I mean, there might be like a thousand, fifteen hundred people there, like at the Hard Rock Stadium when Miami plays game home games. So to oh, me, no. I know I had to do that. I know I had to do that. But to me, this is a game UConn will cover, and folks, if you want to go out there, do a little money line sprinkle. That basically is a half of a unit of your betting. Put on the money line at plus 235. Well, you know, I think that this would just be a very – I don't want them to storm the field because, like you said, it would only be 1,500 people. It would look very crazy. But I just want Boston College to get their mind right. Like, this is just not a game that you want to slip. We don't want to go, what, 2-10 and 10 on the season. you got to at least win three games, maybe even four. If you only win two on the year, it's going to be difficult. Your road ahead is not any easier. This is the easiest game you're going to have for the rest of the season. Got to win this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which I think they should. I mean, they could. but they like, should. Like, they should. They should. They should. But, like, have you seen anything <laughs> all season that, like, that gives you confidence with this team? And also that offensive line, it's – UConn, they're still a Division One football team. They still have talented players along the defense. That's why they're yeah. playing. They're at Division One level. Whereas Boston College, they're now relegated to preferred walk-ons, true freshmen. It's going to be difficult to establish that. And then we've seen when Phil Dracovic is under duress, he has struggled all season long. So I'm not saying it's outright loss, but gambling, gambling-wise, it'll be smart to at least hedge it a little bit. There we go. And uh, nothing else. We always say next man up when it comes to this, uh, what do you call it, football thing. So maybe they'll figure out how to just get those guys and get all the horses to just push along and give give Phil some time. But, you know, who knows? Crazier things have happened. All right, guys. Listen, if you are heading out to any football games this weekend, you are homecoming like myself in North Carolina. You are giving yourself a time opportunity to fellowship. Make sure you don't fellowship and you stink. Ain't nothing worse than being out there. You're ready to tailgate. You're ready to throw them back. And then you start to feel yourself getting a little hot. Next thing you know, you start to smell a little bit. Ain't nobody wants to be the stinky friend. So I strongly encourage you to hit up Sweat Block. Sweat Block gives you the confidence to wear what you want without the embarrassing underarm sweat. They even have sweat block wipes, which were featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by firefighters. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or you're trying to get right for, you know, this tailgating season, make sure you try sweat block. Save 20 percent with promo code lock on at sweatblock.com. Also available at Amazon. I am sitting here. That's probably one of the only products that I can swear by here on this locked on show. Sweat block, it locks it down. So it makes you smell excellent and it does not allow you to sweat for the rest of the day so if you're looking for a new sweat or deodorant make sure you go to sweatblock.com or amazon we're rocking and rolling with jersey drake of locked on Seminoles podcast we're talking about trap games that will happen one this thursday night tonight in fact and also for week nine here in acc football we are going over the games and we're moving on to his favorite georgia tech and florida state that will kick off at noon on ACC Network, Florida State opens up at minus 24 points, which I don't know if y'all watch Georgia Tech this season, but there are flashes. And so 24 points definitely is a little bit high for me. Yeah, now it's at 25, and it is kind of a lot. Is it? Um, okay. 
Yeah, I think yeah, it's at twenty five now. I wouldn't be surprised if it like, closing on Saturday morning. It probably will be up to twenty seven, maybe twenty seven and a half. Um, now is Jeff Sims playing? So I asked Bryce Kuhn that. Actually, we have Bryce Kuhn on our show. He's going to be dropping that. So it's going to be dropping at noon today. And he did say he's practicing. But he's kind of basically it's the point where if Jeff Sims plays, he's not going to be very mobile. And half of his game is basically being able to scramble, go outside the pocket. So we'll see more of Zach, either Zach Gibson or maybe even think Zach Pyron is the other kid's name. To uh-huh. me, if Jeff Sims plays his game, I would like George. I think George Tech would cover this because 25 points is a lot. And I'm really... It's not that I think that FSU will struggle. It's more that I can see a backdoor cover coming from a mile away. But if it's Zach Gibson or Zach Pyron, I would take FSU to beat them by 30-plus points. So to I me, think Georgia Tech's defense will do a little bit better than that, though, no? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree a little bit there primarily because okay. I think our wide receivers, and Bryce kind of told me about this, Georgia Tech hasn't actually been – it hasn't met, matched up really well with like any elite wide receivers or even very good wide receivers. And he pointed out Johnny Wilson, six foot seven, you know, Johnny Quest over there, Micah Pittman, a very, very, very solid, you know, tough uh, slot slot uh, wide receiver. To me, it's going to be that's going to be the way to do it. We're going to win a lot more of a one on one matchups, be physical, be out talented. They're like 30 plus points to me if it's definitely on the table. But if Jefferson's plays, I can definitely see that basically being a, F- a G- GT will cover. So, folks, wait on this till the morning. If Jefferson's is starting, take GT to cover all the way up to 21. Okay, and then from a health standpoint, what is Florida State looking like? Are we getting our guys back, or are we still we're still battling? Well, we're go, we're most likely going to get your boy back, Fabian. Love it. You know, the homie definitely the heart and soul of that defense has said all year. Akeem Dent is kind of looking a little bit better, or so is Amarion Cooper. Uh, Treshawn Ward, he actually was knocked out of the NC State game. He had, I think, oh. it was shoulder or upper body surgery. I think he actually will be on a pitch count for this. Jared Verse should be able almost full go. So is Amari Gaynor. And also along the offensive line, we'll be seeing a lot more people coming on there too. So like we're finally getting healthy. We had the bye week, even though Fabian Love might play 10, 12 snaps because next week is my favorite week of the year. It's Miami Hate Week. <laughs> well, that's a great segue into our 1230 matchup. We'd love to see it. Miami and Virginia facing off on ESPN3 when you got a search and find, which I think is crazy. Now, my shout out little skid to uh, Jim Phillips. The fact that Miami is on ESPN3 is wild. Like when we're talking about rights and deals and all the things and Miami who has an incredible fan base, it's just tough that you have to go on the internet and try and find where your team is playing. I digress. Miami and Virginia, 1230 on ESPN3. Miami opens up at what, minus two, minus three. What are you seeing? And I just think that Virginia could mess around and get their second ACC win of the season. I think so, too, because, uh, well, for one, also, we were blacked out down here. I live in the South Florida area. I wasn't unable to watch that game. So, uh, Jim Phillips, you need to get your, your stuff together. I almost swore, yeah. but I know this is a kid's show. I got to watch my, you know, Kansas, y'all yelled at me. Yeah, we're live. Also, we're live, too, so I caught myself. But with <laughs> Miami, you know what was the last time Miami covered a football game? Mm, was it 2007? No, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. Bethune Cookman. <laughs> And they have not covered the spread against any FBS opponent since the week three. So right now they're 0-5 against the spread. Yeah. They've bet against Miami all year except for once. And they fooled me once. That's shame on you. I'm not allowing them to fool me again. Take Virginia plus two here because until they actually start being able to be consistent, we don't know if TVD is playing yet because I remember Mario Cristobal saying that he might start. You know what? I think it'll be Jake Garcia. That offensive line is looking that great. Wide receivers, Colby Young looks great, but Jake Garcia looked all bit of a second-year second year player, you know, like a redshirt freshman last week against Duke. 
So to me, mm-hmm. with Virginia, after beating a Georgia Tech team, you know, they're going to be pumped. They're going to be fired up. Like, let's, do, let's go two in a row for Tony Elliott. To me, take Virginia at home with plus two, and then also take plus 105 because Miami has made us a lot of money this year, but ain't against them. So let's continue that trend. And listen, it's at Virginia. It's all the things, all the momentum to me is starting out with the with the Hokies, Jesus, with the Wahoos. That's what I wanted to say. And I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, Virginia has always had good players. It just wasn't clicking. Like, what if, for whatever reason, it wasn't all coming together. But you can't take out Wicks or Thompson in terms of having Brennan Armstrong have some wide receiver help, like we were just mentioning with Florida State and their big men. You also think about – uh, Virginia's defense with Nick Jackson and company, how they've improved, you know, it hasn't been the greatest on paper, but they have definitely improved from what they were last season. It hasn't all been Virginia's defense as the reason why they had bad games. So if, I, if there was ever a time for you to beat Miami, this is the time. That's what I'm trying to say. I agree with that. And there's one more thing to, I will put it like, put it out there for Miami fans. We saw TVD last year when he came in for Derek King, he struggled in his first game. And the yep. next game after that, he lost a very, very close game to the same Virginia team. But then after that, he kept it rolling. I've been of the opinion that Jake Garcia is the real QB that Josh Gass and Mario Cristobal really want to start. And now Ooh. they have the excuse and basically the opportunity to showcase him in this offense because I like TVD a lot, but he's not a fit for what Josh Gass and Mario Cristobal want to run. So with me with Jake Garcia, if we see him kind of ball out in this game, I would not that would not shock me, and that would be a huge confidence boost heading to them for a rival week next game. I wonder if TVD is going to hit the transfer portal just because <laughs> Tyler Van Dyke has hit the transfer portal exclusive here. You heard it here first. No, I'm just kidding. We don't know for sure. Please don't. I already, I already see the Miami people in the mentions. Get out. Get out. We don't, we don't want to confirm, but it's feeling like that. But also at the same time, shit, go. Sorry. God. Go because I want you to do well. I want you to thrive. I want you to have opportunity to be successful. And it feels like it's not necessarily going to happen here in Miami. But here we are. All right, Jersey Drake here, Locked on Seminoles podcast. And he hosts that with his crew each and every day talking about the Florida State Seminoles. We got two more games to go over here. And I just want to say, Wake Forest, Louisville, it's not a trap game necessarily. But if Yastir Abdullah has a game like he did last week, Wake Forest and Sam Hartman might be in a little more trouble than they are leading on. I think that Wake Forest, of course, plays perfect. Louisville, on the other hand, does not. And at the same time, this 3.30 on ACC Network, Wake Forest has the hot hand. And yet, it's still one of those, you know, Atlantic Division matchups that's going to need, you know, perfection from both sides. Yeah, I was kind of shocked to see this open up a five and a half. And then not only has it dropped, but it's almost dropped into a minus three, minus three and a half right now over a friend's or a line. And to me, that's, I know it's an away game. I think this is also the public, though, putting a last egg in that Pittsburgh game where if you watch it overall, it really wasn't that great of a football game to watch. I mean, yeah. Malik Cunningham definitely can show out against his bat as his poor Wake Forest defense, but that Wake Forest defensive line can still go home. And that Louisville offensive line, it's it's not terrible, it's not bad, but it's like it's against Rondo Bothroyd and Kobe Turner, they will struggle. And mm-hmm. to me, this team, it's it's almost shocking to me. This Wake, like, is there is there something I'm missing? Because as a gambler, I'm looking at this line right now. I'm a little shocked that Wake Forest is maybe not even a touchdown favorite. Yeah, I think it's just from Wake Forest, like historically, you want to you want to buy into them being a really good team. You want to buy in and be like, oh, Sam Harmon's not getting the love, da da da, and then they come and squat the bed. So I think that Wake Forest has an opportunity here to really put to rest like any doubt them being a top ten team in the country. Maybe maybe 
we've seen this before. Last season they were top 10 and then they went to the AC championship and Lord knows how that went. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're just not feeling it. But again, I will say Yasir Abdullah had a hell of a game last week and you can't sleep on defense trying to, you know, repeat things in a situation where they have home field advantage. Okay, folks, so the, I asked Candace that because I am torn right now what to pick. So when you do that and you see a bet you don't like, you don't touch it. We bet responsibly on here. I'm not touching this game. <laughs> I lean Wake Forest to win, but now after Candace telling me that and you see Abdul running all up on them, Wake Forest is one of the worst first run defenses around the country. So I'm going to steer clear, but I think Wake Forest will win this game. I think they'll win and it'll be a lot closer than people are expecting for sure. It's not going to be a punch in the mouth like a shock, shock them because they're going to have a hard fraud game unlike they did with Liberty. But I definitely feel like it's one of those situations where it's going to be a nail biter to the end. And speaking of the end, we are at the end of week nine with matchups here. And I just want to sit here and say, if this game is a trap game and it ends up going in the favor of the opponent and not the home team, I'm going to be pissed because I'm going to be at homecoming enjoying myself. And the last time I went to North Carolina, they embarrassed me in front of my friends and all the hoes. They lost Notre Dame and it was pretty terrible, right? I mean, it was ugly. Ugly loss. They weren't even in that game. To Notre Dame, mind you. This team that stinks. Now we're talking about a pit team that hasn't had a season that they want. For whatever reason, they have North Carolina's number. And you're playing at 8 p.m. in Chapel Hill. It's pointing all the signs of a Halloween weekend to be very scary for my heart rate. And I just don't have time. So if there was ever a time for Drake May to get it done, my dog, you better outplay Keaton Slovis like I know you can. Please, please. I don't think you have to worry about Keaton Slovis. I don't think that kid's a good quarterback anymore. I mean, I, I thought I had a huge high. I know I'm, I'm just taking shots at everybody today. I'm sorry, folks. Like, I, I had high hopes for him coming into the year. Just it's, I guess, without Jordan Ass, and maybe that's the real reason we see Kenny Pickett kind of struggling in the NFL. Trust me. I'm a ooh, Steelers fan. Ooh, but ooh. yeah, I know Pitt fans came up to me last year. Still improved me wrong. But I I'm more worried about that. Well, I was going to say, Kenny Pickett's got some good uh, receivers over there watch, in uh, Washington, come on, Pittsburgh. I don't know, no. yeah, he's got Claypool. You know, I love, yeah. I like Claypool. I love Greg right. uh, George Pickens. That man, I love George Pickens. That dude's a monster. Is there a Washington? Is it James Washington? Is that him? Am I no, he's gone. Now? He's gone now. They're thinking of Deontay Johnson, though. I think. I think that's what I'm thinking about. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, yeah. But I'm more worried about the how is y'all's rush defense overall? Terrible. You know Terrible? that. I don't even know no. why you asked me that. Because <laughs> you know well, now you're becoming a wait. It's it's almost it's not Friday. I'm still liking you trying to get used to Thursday morning. Come on now. Well, first of all, I only say we because we're winning the coastal right now. It might go back to North Carolina if we lose this game. So I'm I'm joining I'm a bandwagon fan. I officially can only do bandwagon because it's better for my spirit. So our run defense is terrible. We all know that. And the Benaconda is gonna run all over us. We know that. All I'm saying is can Jersey can Jersey Drake keep us in the game? Can he keep us in the game? Can Josh Downs, you know, can our offense is going to have to go overtime? That's all I'm saying. They're going to have to show out. Our defense is going to have to do enough, which is what they've pretty much been doing all season. This has become, hey, offense going to do their thing. Just don't embarrass us on the back end. That's all it's been. I mean, which they've been like basically since the first game against FAMU, they've been better and better each week, like, you know, defensively wise. It's going to be a tough test because this is a Pat Narduzzi led defense, but. Pitt, I think right now, is super banged up. They're starting to get hurt. They're starting to slow down. Like, since the Georgia Tech loss, I've looked at that team. Like, I'm like, what has actually happened to you? Because like to me, losing also to a Louisville team in the fashion that you did, it kind of kind of tolls in you a little bit. So you're, and offensively, Izzy Abanaconda is doing a great job, but they have no threat whatsoever in the passing game. Now, yeah. 
your run your your run defense did give up I think almost five plus yards per carry to each of the one of Ray's running backs, but that's three of them. Is there besides Abanaconda for Pitt? Uh, there's not a back in that room that I'm actually totally scared of. So to that's me, true. I think UNC will score just enough points to win this game. And right now it's a minus three. I think you take the minus three right there. I would take the under sixty five too, mainly because Abanaconda I think will have one big run. But also remember correctly, he hasn't run the same since he left the, uh, left the game injury a few, a few weeks ago. So this is true. But at the end of the day, when like everyone looks like a Heisman candidate against UNC's run defense, that's all I'm gonna say. Oh, we, so we, we need- the same thing. It's QB. Trust me. Any mobile QB against FSU is the same damn thing. Garrett Schrader was going to be on Heisman watch last year. <laughs> all I want is to enjoy my homecoming, and all I need is just one victory at eight o'clock. If you don't have me out there in the cold, you better win. That's all I got to say. I'm gonna be pissed. I'm gonna be pissed. I'm gonna come up here first thing Monday and cut y'all squares. I'm gonna be beep 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 beep, beep button all the time. So here we are. But. That wraps up week nine. Hopefully it's some W's for our teams respectively, but also for your teams as well. If you have a team that you just are dying to see win, or maybe you want an upset to happen, UConn Boston College, I'm telling y'all, that might be crazier than what we think. Please hit us up in the comments. Locked on ACC. Our YouTube comments are always going ham. We appreciate all our dedicated people. You know, my guys like Willie, Slam Tan, Jamie, all the guys that I talk to really regularly. So make sure you guys hit us up there. If Jersey Drake, they want to find you, talk about Florida State a little more, where can they talk to you? You can follow me at Tally underscore Drake, as you see below. You can follow the podcast at Knowles Nimas, where we're engaged with our fans. As always, we're fans first, people second, podcast is third. Dave's Twitter account is FSU Knowles. The O is a zero. The S is a five. I'm not going to make an old person joke because we're about to be unified because next week we're going to have a lot of new guests on because we have Donna on. We're going to have other FSU Beats Up players on because it's Miami Hate Week, and we're going to realistically look at the game because this will be more, one of the more fun games we've had in a very long time. Is it, is it fun because you guys think you're going to win? Or you know you're going to win? I'm going to be there. That's why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's always better to see a winning person. I, I 100% can feel that. All right, guys. Come back next week. We'll have Good, Bad, and Ugly Monday with Kitten Gives of Locked on Wolfpack. Have a safe weekend. Start your night out with Virginia Tech, NC State. Please watch the matchup. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on ACC. Tell us what you think for Candace Cooper and Drizzy Drake. Until next time.